Thank you for joining us for the True Life Fellowship Church podcast. Here is today's message from Pastor Devon Alexander. Open your Bibles to Exodus chapter 14. And we're going to read through to verse 15. Exodus chapter 14 to verse 15. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. I got a word from God for you tonight. I'm telling you, who's hungry up in here? I mean, who needs a word from the Lord? Well, I've got a word for you tonight. Verse 1 says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, that they turn and camp before P-Town, between M-Town and the sea, opposite of B-Z, you shall camp before the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, The wilderness has closed them in. Hmm. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. Now it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants were turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this that we have let Israel go from serving us? Hmm. So he made ready his chariot and took people with him. Also, he took 600 choice chariots and all the chariots of Egypt with the captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with boldness. Somebody say boldness. So the Egyptians pursued them, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and he overtook them, camping by the sea beside P-Town before B-Z. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? They want to stay in bondage. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Somebody say, go forward. I did some research earlier today and I found out that in 2021... 60 million people have departed this earth. 60 million. Six zero, 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 zero. 60 million have departed this earth. If you still have breath in your lungs, God still has a purpose for your life. There is a reason for your existence. There is a reason for you being here. There is a reason why you are still alive. If he did not have a plan and purpose for your life, you would not be here today. 
And many of you know some loved ones are part of that 60 million and people you know and people you love and, and, and people your friends know and family members, they're part of that 60 million. But 60 million people departed in 2021. And that tells me that God has a plan for your life if you're still here. If you are alive and breath is in your lungs, God has a plan for your life. Somebody say, God has a plan for my life. Say it again. God has a plan for my life. And so let me give you a little background on the passage we just read. The Israelites, there are three million of them, the children of Israel. They have been in captivity, enslaved involuntarily for four hundred years. Now, this is a very long time, but they are in captivity, and they are at this point ready to be delivered because they've got a promise from God that they will be set free. They'll be delivered, and they will no longer be slaves for the Egyptians. And God raised up a man by the name of Moses. Now, Moses is one of my favorite, if I could say this, Bible characters in Scripture. I really like Moses. God raised up Moses, who was a deliverer and a savior, to let the people go. And so, as they are departing Egypt now, approximately three million people leaving Egypt, in Exodus 13, it literally says that God did not take them on the shortest route to the promised land. Now, the promised land is a place that God had always told Abraham that your people would have. And so, for 400 years, they believed they were going to this land, this area, and and it was flowing with milk and honey. But God didn't take them on the shortest route to the promised land. Uh, it, it makes me wonder, it, it makes me think, some of you are wondering what's taking so long. Some of you are wondering why has my vision not come to pass. Some of you are wondering why has there not been fulfillment or manifestation in my life. I submit to you that sometimes God will take you on the longest route. Because when you go on the longest route, there's more about yourself that you learn through the journey. There's more about God that you learn through the journey. So God is not so interested in your destination as much as he is interested in the journey. Because it's in the journey, it's in the process that we find out things about you. It's the process by which God drives out that quitting spirit. It's the process by which you find out, I, I, I can do this without mama and, and, and daddy. I can do this without Pookie and Ray Ray. I can get this done without them because God's saying to you, you don't need them. All you need is me. And you only know that when you go through the long route. If everything happens so fast, there wouldn't be a need for this word called patience. And it's in patience that we are fully cultivated and developed. And listen to me, the longer it takes, the longer it lasts. Let me say it again. The longer it takes to fruition, the longer your manifestation will last. There, there are all type of things right now, all type of gimmicks that happen. They pop up and they, and it, how many of you remember that one pants on the ground looking like a fool? Would you remember all that? That was gone quick. It popped up and it was gone quick. But then there are songs like Michael Jackson made and they are lasting over the duration of time. The longer it takes, somebody say the longer it takes, the longer it lasts. 
And so God begins to lead the children of Israel by the direction of Moses. He is spearheading them out. And God then begins to give them some directions about where to go. And it looks like these directions are going to end up putting them in a trap because they're going to they're going to head towards the Red Sea and be on the shore. And it looks like they've got nowhere to go but the Red Sea. And Pharaoh thinks that they are lost and confused. And Pharaoh says, what in the world are they doing? Matter of fact, why did we even let them go? I mean, and I'm sitting there thinking, Pharaoh, you didn't see, uh, you didn't experience the 10 plagues? That, uh, that's why you let them go. You didn't experience uh, lice and, and frogs and darkness and the death of your firstborn son and everybody in the land. That's why you let them go. But the interesting thing is that the Lord tells Moses, I'm going to harden the heart of Pharaoh, meaning I am going to literally make him stubborn and defiant. And this is what's interesting because the Lord says, because I want him to know that I am the Lord. Somebody say the Lord. Now, this is important because in Exodus 5 and 2, we find out that Pharaoh says, who is the Lord? And why should I serve him and let y'all go? And the Lord says, I'm going to show you who I am. I am the Lord. Somebody say, I am the Lord. And so they are headed out, and it looks like there's a trap, and Pharaoh says, we got to go get them. We got to go enslave them. We got to go wipe them out. We got to go. I'm going to get all of my military. I'm going to get the best military men. Matter of fact, let's take all of the chariots. We're going to get them. We're going to take them all out. This is their last day. And so they pursued the children of Israel. Well, in, in pursuit of the children of Israel. Scripture says that Israel left Egypt with boldness. They are excited. They are bold about leaving. Uh, and one pastor says that they stripped the Egyptians, literally took them for everything they had, and they, and they got out of town. They left with boldness. But all of a sudden, when they see the Egyptians coming to get them, immediately they are afraid. So when there's a little opposition, when there's a little fight about to happen, uh, when there's a little pushback, they went from boldness to fear. And as they're afraid, they're turning to Moses and they say, we should have stayed in Egypt. I, we told you that we shouldn't have left there. We could still be a slave in Egypt. They forgot how hard it was in Egypt. They forgot how terrible it was in Egypt. But they say we should return to Egypt. Now, this is interesting to me because when the Lord gives you direction, it is uh, ironic to me how often our mind tells us to go back. Uh, I don't know who I'm talking to today, but the, the, the Lord will tell you to do something. Your mind says, go back. Go back. I remember when I moved to Charlotte, got direction to move to Charlotte. Every day for two years, I had the thoughts of going back to Texas. I just need to go back. I need to go back. And I started realizing that is the inclination of most of us because when God gives us direction, we just have this tendency to go back. Now, understand, going back is not beneficial for you. Matter of fact, your enemies want to kill you. They're not happy you left. They're not happy that you're doing well. They're not happy that you're progressing. They want to eliminate you. But you're talking about let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go backwards. We have to go back. Well, Moses says to them, very bold. I love Moses. Moses says to them, stand still. 
Now, the first thing he says, the Lord reminded me, the first thing he says was, do not fear. Do not fear. And then he says, stand still. Now, the word stand still means to stop. The enemy's coming behind you. All these things are being said about you. All these things are, are you've, been, you've been drug in the mud and, and people are bad-mouthing you and, and things are not working out for you and, and people are talking about you and they want you to fail. And the Lord says, stop and stand still. Because the tendency is when we are afraid, we retreat. When we are impatient, we do something stupid. And when we are presumptuous, we just run to the Red Sea and say, we're going to swim to the other side because they're not going to get me. I got to get out of here knowing you ain't going to make it. But when you get a direction that says stand still, come on, somebody say stand still. I know there's a lot going on in your life. I know there's a lot of voices. I know people have a lot of opinions. I know everybody has a lot of advice about what you should do. I know Pookie should tell you what to do. And your mama and your grandpa and and your grandkids, they have something to tell you what to do. But you're going to have to stand still. And the people stood still and Moses told them, stand still. Stop. Stop all this. Stop. Because the Lord is going to fight this battle for you. Mm, Those are such comforting words right there. Those words bring you great joy that I don't have to do nothing but stop. And God is going to fight the battle for me. Many, many years ago, I was in opposition with with someone. And uh, the Lord told me, he said, Devon, this is of me. You mean the opposition that I'm having with this person? He said, this is of me. He said, you're going to have to guard your heart and control your emotions. All opposition ain't bad. Matter of fact, in opposition, you get stronger. If you lift weights and you have some pressure, some weight trying to oppose you, and you keep going, you're going to get stronger. And so he says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The Lord will fight this battle for you. And then the next words he says is what the Lord spoke to me. He goes to God, Moses does, and said, God, what do you want me to do? And God said, stop praying. He literally said, stop praying. He said, and go forward. Somebody shout, go forward. Say it again, go forward. Say it one more time. Go forward. He says, stop and go forward. Now, understand, forward is the Red Sea. How in the world are we going to go forward in the Red Sea? I mean, there is no way to cross. There's no bridge. And it's unknown. And it's uncertain. And it's unpredictable. And Ford is scary. And Ford causes us to have some risk involved. And and you mean go forward into the Red Sea? God says, go forward. We are at a cusp right now of 2021 and many of us want to go back to 2019 we want to go back 
to the good old days. But I submit to you that we need to go forward. I, I submit to you that there will be opposition, but we got to go forward. There will be people that won't go with you, but you got to go forward. There will be people that won't like you, but you got to go forward. There will be opportunities that will fall. There will be seasons that aren't always comfortable. There will be times that you will be lied on, talked about, mistreated. But you have to go forward. Going forward means that I am moving onward with boldness. I am moving forward with confidence despite fatigue, despite uh, a, a lack of endurance, despite the sweat, despite not having enough money, despite not even having enough wisdom to know what you're doing going forward, God is telling us to go forward. In our second year of ministry, our first year we started I'll tell that story later, but we just started. I mean, we got going and we had to start and it was like, just like a whirlwind. It went so fast. And year two, I was praying. I said, Lord, what, what, are, what do you want us to do in year two? I mean, what is it that we are called to do? And the Lord just kept saying, go forward. I'm like, but what about this and that? Just go forward. Well, I don't know how to do this and that, and I don't know how to handle this, and I don't know how to take care of that, and I don't know how to um, help in this situation. And the Lord kept saying, go forward, go forward, go forward. See, many of you are at a standstill because you think you don't know what to do at the moment. You're like, I don't know what to do. So I'm going to stand still. Well, let God give you the direction, but you're going to have to still go forward. The word he's saying to us in 2022, go forward, go forward, go forward. But I, I mean, but man, they're telling me that I got this bad report from the doctor. Go forward. Well, they're telling me that I'm going to lose my job. Go forward. Inflation is high. Go forward. Come on, somebody shout, go forward. This is so interesting because God is telling us, I'm going to do miracles as you move forward. When, when the Red Sea was before them and the Egyptians were behind them and God told them to move forward, he is basically telling you, I got this. I'm going to handle this. I'm going to take care of this. I just want you to go forward. As we go forward, God is saying, I'm making the crooked paces straight in your life. As we grow forward, God is saying, I'm going to restore. As we go forward, God is saying, I am going to take you by the hand and lead you in the way that you should go. I'm going to bless you beyond measure as we go forward. But God, it's unpredictable, it's scary. Stacey and I went to dinner. We were asking, what does this time next year look like? What does December 31st, 2022 look like? I don't know. But I know we got to go forward. I know we got to go ahead and trust that God is going to take care 
everything that needs to be taken care of this year. I'm telling you, some of you need to step out and start that business. Some of you need to write that book you've been contemplating. Some of you need to go ahead and start taking those lessons, whatever those lessons are, singing lessons or keyboard lessons. Some of you need to do these things because it's time that we go forth. We've been sitting on the sideline too long. It's time to go forth. The Lord's been talking to me, and I'll, I'll preach this later on because all on Sunday there's a part two to this, and all month I'm going to talk about it. But God's going to give us supernatural acceleration. Mm, I don't know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to me. Who am I talking to? God is going to give us supernatural acceleration. We're going to go further, farther, faster than we ever have before. But it requires that we go forward. Matter of fact, the Lord told me, he said, go forward, accelerate, and make room for the new in 2022. Glory to God. Are you ready for the new? Go forward, say go forward, accelerate, and make room for the new in 2022. You have been listening to the ministry of Devon Alexander, pastor of True Life Fellowship Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more information, go to our website at www.truelifefc.org. You can also support this ministry financially through our website. Thank you, and remember to love, learn, live, and lead.